Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You are listening live. Well, do it live. Of course, that is unless you're not listening live. This is the Pro Wrestling Torch East Coast Cast. It is Wednesday, January 29th, 2020. Uh, I'm your host, Travis Bryant, and joining me ASAP will be uh, co-host extraordinaire Cameron Hawkins. Uh, but until then, let me go ahead and give out all of the pertinent contact information. Um, if you want to have your voice heard on this here show, there are two ways to go about that. Uh, first way, you can hit us up on the Constellation Lines. Give us a call live, and we will talk to you live on air on this show. To do that, give us a call, 347-202-0103. Once again, that number is 347-202-0103. And I just needed one one thing from you, Kylan. That was it. I just needed <laughs> to do the one thing. You, did, you haven't done it yet. <sighs> Sorry, folks. <laughs> um, the other other way to have your voice heard is I'm, is to uh, hit us up on the voicemail. Drop us a voicemail. Uh, voicemail. Uh, you got three unadulterated minutes to ask questions, uh, pose, you know, comments and you know, rants, raves, whatever you got in you. You got three minutes to do it on the voicemail. Hit the voicemail line at 415-787-5229. Once again, that's 415-787-5229 for the voicemail. You can always drop us uh, a line via email, traditional email. Mailbag is always open and constantly being refreshed. Drop us an email anytime during the week, anytime during the show. Hit us up at East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. East Coast Audio Show at gmail.com. And you know what? Since, uh, <laughs> since Kylan couldn't do the one... The one thing I tasked him with, um, let me go ahead and get Cam on. Cam, how do I sound? Hey, you sound okay. Oh, okay. I, I, I don't have my plug-in headphone, uh, headset. I got Bluetooth going. So. Yeah, you sound fine. All right, all right. <laughs> hey, Kylan, uh, as soon as I do the intro, just IM me how I sound. That was like three minutes. No response yet. 
But but I I do know Edge got a new like contract and <laughs> bunch of other stuff that he's already doing. But uh, all right. Well we'll we'll get I'll, I'll we'll talk to Kyler and I'll uh, read on the riot act a little bit later. Uh, where was I? Uh, so hit us up on the uh, call us voicemail us. Uh, find us on Twitter. Uh, find the show on Twitter at East Coast Cast Twitter dot com slash East Coast Cast. Uh, find my personal Twitter at Trav Lord. You can find Cam at Seahawk. That's C E E Hawk. And did I just see uh, Tommaso Champa doing the uh, like a short bit to Tyler Bate? Um, are you watching Worlds Collide? Yeah, like hey, you want to think so? So they could do the test the strength thing, like yeah, yeah. you don't get that. You don't get to do that when you're. There's some there's some real comedy in that match. Like that's not a, a one off. There there are things. Uh, I guess that's the, the comedy because a a, a a five eight and a half guy told a five. Yeah, there there are some guys. there's some stuff in that match that's just baby face on baby face fun. You know, that you'll see. Oh yeah. Okay okay. Um. Yeah. So um. Find us on Twitter at East Coast Cast at Trav Lord at Seahawk, and the last bastion of Get Addish, find us on Facebook, the Facebook fan page. Oh, Kylan says I sound great. Thank you. The Facebook fan page can be found at facebook.com slash PWTorch East Coast Cast. Uh, Or just uh, search uh, PWTorch or East Coast Cast in in your search bar. Uh, Give us a like. uh, Share us on your timeline. Tag your wrestling pals in it. Get them involved. You know how this thing works. I'll uh, they get the word spread and those types of things. Yeah, so, uh, Cam, headlines of the week. What is the number one, what is the A story? What are we all talking about right now? Yeah, I think, um, you know, Drew McIntyre winning the Royal Rumble. Um, you know, it's one of the the few times where there really wasn't a favorite. Like, we had an idea. Um, to the point where, you know, my thing was, I think Drew gets the most eliminations in the Royal Rumble. Um, did he? Yeah, Drew. Drew oh, you say last week you thought, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when we did our polls, yeah, I, th- I thought Drew yeah, was yeah. the favorite to get the most eliminations. Um, but, you know, he had a bunch of eliminations and then won the damn thing. Um, well, he had the most and then the other side, for sure. Yeah, and, and what's interesting is, uh, you know, my picks were – you know, it was like Roman versus the field and Shayna versus the field. And funny enough, like they were the last two eliminated in their respective rumbles. Um, so yeah, and Drew McIntyre and uh, Drew McIntyre and Brock Lesnar are set to be, you know, probably the main main event of WrestleMania. Um, yeah, and then you know, on the women's side, there's speculation. I really think Charlotte challenges the uh, the NXT champion. I genuinely think that's what happens. Um, and it's a way to stop lying about three brands. Um, and then a very, very close second, Travis, is Edge's return. Um, mm. You know, I've been in, and, and we've been in, some loud buildings for some loud events. You know, being there live and, like, seeing men, like, with real tears in their eyes from happiness. Mm-hmm. 
not resulting from a match result, you know, was amazing to see. Um, yeah, just kind of a, a really feel-good return, you know, looked great, moved around great. Um, yeah, so the Royal Rumble, Drew McIntyre winning, I think, is the biggest story. Um, Brock Lesnar's, the way he carried himself in that match, like his performance is right under that. I'd say Charlotte winning the Rumble and then uh, the return of Edge are all kind of tied in right there. All right, let's 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 start with let's just go in order. Uh, uh, Drew winning, he got the the he was uh, he got the most important elimination and the last one. Mm-hmm. That's what matters. And he and and it was a good thing you worded your poll last week the way you did uh, with A and B is the same person because he was A and B. He eliminated Lesnar and he won the damn thing. Um. Once he eliminated Lesnar the way he did at the point of the rumble that it was, it was like, okay, there's can't be anyone. They're asking for they're really asking for it if they have Roman Reigns come out there and throw you know, throws uh him out you know, near the last four or six. Uh, and that did that. You know, they had some good teams. It was fun fun to finish, but Drew winning after especially after he Uh, eliminated Brock the way he did. It's props to Ricochet, which apparently WWE doesn't want to do uh, for the Yeah, they kind of left that part out. Boy, did they ever. And it's like, uh, you know, like, I get maybe not putting it in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, promotional, like, you know, video package to highlight the thing. But was Ricochet on Raw Monday? Um, I watched the whole thing. I don't believe so. Yeah, I watched the whole thing too for first time in months. You know, I was all I was all the way back. Watched the rumble and okay, let's spot solid raw from the beginning. And um, yeah, so they didn't have to address it because he didn't show up on screen, and now it's completely forgotten about. They'll they won't talk about it next week. And yeah, it was just a means to that end. Not to, you know, Brock's not going to have any real beef with him. His beef is with Drew McIntyre. So it just, he is nothing. Not even, a, you know, he, he threw the oop. He don't get no kind of nothing. So that's fine. I, I, I guess. And I think, um, I mean, yeah, we, we kind of joked around about it a little bit last week about how. You know, doing the thing that we do, um, you know, especially kind of starting with the Royal Rumble and the following Raw and going forward, you know, we have to pay particular attention to what's on TV and what's said and and news because, you know, this is our busy season. And, you know, I I talked about how, you know, if you had seen Drew these last couple of weeks, you would have saw this. Like, I wonder if, if you had seen as much as I had if you would have said, no, I think Drew's winning the Royal Rumble. Because now it looks like, like looking back on it, there was nobody who was pushed to win the thing like he was outside of Brock. Like it wasn't a focal point for Roman Reigns. It wasn't a focal point for Baron Corbin. It was a focal point for Drew McIntyre and really Drew McIntyre alone. You know, Kofi wasn't talking about it. Like on TV that way, Big E was not talking about it. Rey Mysterio was not talking about it. Drew was really the only one dead set 
on winning the thing really the entire time. And and that definitely clears a path for a guy, but that it also makes it can't you can't do that again next year. Give me just a moment. You better have. Sure. Uh, But to the wow. Wow. What? <laughs> you really put us on hold with the with the with the with the Buzak? Oh, I guess you took that part off. Um I forget what I was what I was in the middle of about to say. Uh shit. I was going to make a point. <laughs> um anyway, okay, so yeah. Drew Drew wins and uh Oh, they can't do that next year. They they better have four or five or six guys that can legit do what Drew did this year, and uh, and and be believable. Because if they have next year, if they pick one guy and he goes, "I'm a win, I'm a win," and for weeks on out, he's the only one making a point, like Cam just said, Drew was this rumble season. You do that again next year, you go, "Oh, okay." This this seems familiar. I guess that guy's. I guess I guess Roman's going to win if he's the one, the only one proclaiming I'll win. Or I guess you know whoever. Um, oh, we didn't get that clean. Uh, so yeah, so that's 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 strange that they don't have more guys. If Drew's the only consistent wrestler talking about, I'm going to win the Rumble. That's that's, uh, again, you don't have to do the same thing every year. So maybe they said, hey, you know what? We're just going to focus on Drew this year and make it plainly obvious, make the booking obvious, make the promos obvious. So we give them a clear, <laughs> a clear lane, you know, like in the, in the Eric Banner Hulk, like just open it. He's underground, smashing shit up. He's like, just open up out uh, 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 an exit and light it up so he knows where to go. Just do that. Just create a path so the fans see it and everybody sees it. And it's good enough that everybody accepts it and cheers and, and it's what they want. And so far, so good because you got to yeah, pop. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like you said, yeah, it really was, and it's weird to look at it now, like as we talk through it. But it was one guy talking about the Royal Rumble. Well, two guys, him and Brock. And once he eliminated Brock, it was like, yeah, what are you gonna do? Um, so well, and then so my whole thing guy. just well, real quick, yeah, my whole thing just was they can't they can't do this again next year. They can't take one guy and go, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Sheamus. He's the only guy talking about winning a Rumble. Like, oh well, I guess he's mm-hmm. winning a Rumble. You know, like, eh, you better have four or five or six guys that can legit go out there and say and cut promos. Because that's how it's typically, you know, eight times out of ten, I would think, you know, that's how the Rumble's booked. Yeah. And, and even like, you know, Alistair Black. And, and, eight, and sure, in the 90, that 92 Rumble, everybody was talking cash shit headed into that Rumble. You know, they were mm-hmm. because of the caliber of, of, of people that legit could have, you know, at least 30 years hindsight could have won that. And then, um, like, nobody was really mad on Monday. Like, Aleister Black was kind of feeling away, but that was more, I need to refocus. But, like, Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe weren't mad. Seth Rollins wasn't mad. Like, people just kind of went about their business after. It's like, okay. All right, well. It may be that he's different on the heel. 
was like, okay, like, all right, you know, because yeah. he'd be the last one, even though, even though, he, even that he's a heel, it's tough to, you can't come out and, and cry after you had all the advantages and your friends are there and, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. So everybody's just kind of like, all right, you know, and again, I think that's, I think that's a, There, I said, uh, they just created a path, and like in the dark, on the dark runway, like just light the just light the runway up. The pilot will see it, the fans see it, and just make it good. And drew somebody who we, the, the fans can get behind, and just but again, can't can't do that again next year. Yeah, but yeah, you were going to say something about the women. Yeah, um, you know, I think on the women's side, like there seemed to be. You know, maybe a bit more incentive. I think they had, you know, NXT had a much stronger presence. Um, and so, you know, being hungry and wanting to stand out, whether it was win, you know, or lose, um, you know, I think it was just a different energy. Um, you know, Bianca Belair, of course, like just equated herself so well. Um, she's bigger and stronger than everybody and faster than everybody and, and just looked great out there, you know, being a superior athlete. Um you know, Naomi's just reaction to her return and how people respond to her and then her look and then her athleticism and how social media's kind of like gone crazy for her. Like I literally had to reach out, like, yo, we need somebody to like write this. Like she's like she's a crossover star in a different way than a lot of people they've had. Like she connects to a segment of the culture that's just never been served in wrestling. Um, and they just love her to death, and it was great to see and her out there. Um, and she's not trying to serve that. Exactly, uh, she's being herself, she's just, and it's just being, working so just well. Being, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if you know Charlotte winning was was weird because yeah. you automatically assume it's going to be Charlotte and Becky or Charlotte and Bailey again. And you're just like, do I need to see this again right now? But now, you know, with NXT, like, right there, like, and, and with the finish, like, how hype would you be for a Charlotte-Bianca Belair match? I think that would be stellar, um, you know, if Bianca were to win the NXT title. Um, so, you know, there's some there's some really real intrigue there. Um, well, you know, Daniel Bryan and The Fiend is almost lost by the wayside. That's the best match The Fiend's had. Uh, Daniel Bryan... Smoked it like he always does. Um, you know, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know if Roman is the guy to to kind of seal that deal at the end. Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of things coming out from there. And then, and then now you have this. Like I say this all the time. You know, when motivated, you know, Randy Orton is this super interesting, charismatic guy. He's just never motivated. You know, and uh, I thought he, he he showed a lot at the Rumble, and then this thing with Edge seems to be really interesting. You expect to get some good promo work out of that, and if that finds a way to get to WrestleMania, I think that's a... That's become... And it's weird to put Randy Orton here, but you know, Edge's whole thing was I never had a WrestleMania moment, so I'm going to go out there with Mick Foley. I think this trumps that, if this comes to fruition. Yeah, I I, I don't think there's any doubt where where this is going to end. This kind of thing they do when they want, when they got two guys that they trust and they have money in, invested in, and all. 
Edge and Norton are in the perfect position to get WWE's full kind of like, oh, we know how to book long-term, you know, angles and storylines. And, yeah. and and they'll do it. And they'll, and they'll I don't want to say drag because that's negative, but they'll, this thing will go until WrestleMania. And when, when first week of April, we'll be wanting to see that match. I would think we'll be like, man, I wish we had seen this a month ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's what doing. You know, it's again, it's it's paint by numbers kind of stuff. Like, well, well, I don't know. Shit, they had. Oh no, that was AEW. Like, um, they they do have guys come back to TV early. But again, I, I think this is them knowing how to pace things and do it. You, you do the injury angle like you did the Edge Monday night, so he doesn't have to show up on TV. Maybe until March, but but probably the. Yeah sometime in the middle of February. But they could go to March and then go a solid month of real strong uh, TV stuff headed into to, to, to Mania. But yeah, this is going to be good. As soon as I saw it at the Rumble, I was like, oh, they're going to work a program at, at WrestleMania. And yeah, it does seem to be where it's going. But yeah, Orton is like really good. Like this guy, but look at him. He's just tremendous. With the caveat of win motivated. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, you had I don't think we need to rehash things that we've heard and read and discussed about the early parts of the rumble. Um, I think that, you know, time's been spent on that and we have time so we can do other things, but um, you know, it says a lot that Brock Lesnar basically outmaneuvered the New Day and Rey Mysterio, who are real deal, big deals on TV. Um, and that, you know, Keith Lee was kind of the first one to present any type of problem, and Brock even to address him like a big deal. Um, so I think he came out of, like, there's a few people who came out the Rumble looking really looking really strong. I think that Keith Lee's one. I think Bianca Belair's one. You know, of course, Drew McIntyre. Um, I don't think they did Shayna Baszler any favors, really. Um, Boy, and, and it's weird they're to, me, to literally they're have making me take the second to last one. To the mat for Shayna fucking Baszler, human scum, and it's just... But it's so obvious that she... Is money, and I, I said on VIP two weeks ago, I think maybe I said it on here, I said she should be the most pushed act in 2020. Yeah. The most paid attention to uh, as far as making sure that they uh, that they present her and, and, and don't aren't willy-nilly with, with her matches and losing and shit like that. And And here we go. It was just so sad. I don't. I don't think put, having Charlotte go after Rhea Ripley, and if you're going to have her go after NXT, somebody in NXT, it's. I think it probably should be Rhea Ripley at this point. Uh, I think a quick title change just to get Charlotte to face Bianca Belair. I, I don't think there's a ton of juice. I mean, you could juice that up, and they had their moment, uh, their moment uh, at, at at the Rumble. But um, I think Ripley Charlotte would be the match, but I wouldn't do the match. 
Uh, I, or if I'm going to do the match, well, you're going to be on TakeOver on Saturday and face Rhea Ripley while we well, do Well, it's not going to be a TakeOver, remember? Um, they're doing oh. – the TakeOver is February. Right, it's Portland, and then they're not coming back with the Mania TakeOver? Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, oh. So that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think that you're going to have um, – because it's it's technically three brands, and and you know what, Travis, I, I believe that what I'm saying is true. I'm I'm gonna look it up right now. Um, no, yeah. no 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 no. There is a Tampa takeover. I apologize. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I think it does hype up that show. I think maybe we get a shorter WrestleMania, right? But uh, no, that's impossible. But I don't, um, I don't, uh, it would have I to be under- on there. Yeah. I understand how they want to put NXT, but they're going halfway. And I don't think WrestleMania is the point part where you want to go. Oh, I just, you got all these, and maybe it's because TV changes everything, right? They're like, mm-hmm. like shit, if we can get um, millions of people watching SmackDown and Raw, and then all the people that are going to watch and pay attention to WrestleMania, Seeing this this talent, especially if Rhea, if Rhea Ripley goes over Charlotte clean and retains her NXT championship um, April eighth, Travis or whatever the date is, uh, will apologize for you know. But I still think uh, maybe not apologize, but I still think uh, Shayna Baszler should have won the Rumble no matter what and challenged Becky Lynch because that match is filthy money. Um, I, 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 so what's Becky gonna do? They're gonna get to a match with Shane in some other way, I guess. Yeah, well, the thing, yeah, the thing with Becky, um, like that was a, I don't know where to rank her her matches because, you know, Becky's Becky's very heavy on personality. I think her matches are just fine, but I can't mm-hmm. tell you like a stellar Becky Lynch match. This was very very good, and Oscar is just so good. Um, you know, she finally got that monkey off her back. Um, you know, the itch she couldn't scratch. She got that taken care of. Um, so, you know, the door's kind of open for who to face her. Like, maybe Shayna just shows up. Because you know, why not, right? Like, I don't think Liv Morgan is getting the WrestleMania look. I don't think yeah. Lana's getting the WrestleMania look. So after them <laughs> on Raw, who you got? If it's not Charlotte, you know? Is um, Charlotte a, a Raw on Raw? I thought she was a uh, well, sure, but I mean, even when you go to SmackDown, like, you, you know, Naomi could get thrown into something, you know, like, same way Kofi did, you know, Naomi could be like, wow, Cause, because we are not the only ones who read social media and hear the live reactions. It ain't just us. So, you right. know, they, they got ba- her, they got Bailey right there who needs a challenger. Like, everybody's saying Sasha's hurt, like, you know, we're on the block right outside the hotel, and we see, like, Sasha and Bailey. And, you know, it's not bothering nobody. We're just like, hey, guys, we're big fans. And, like, you know, Sasha, who is already supposed to be not super not super social, seems very, very yeah. standoff. And so, you know, there's reason to believe that she is hurt, her not being in the Rumble, her not being, um, oh, well, you know, having matches on TV. 
Yeah, but not had the matches on TV the last couple of weeks. So so maybe that's a no-go this WrestleMania for her. And so you need challengers. So, you know, Lacey got, you know, put out the pasture at the Royal Rumble. So there's no reason to believe she gets a rematch. So right. when you look for three women who are going to need title matches, I mean, you've every reason to believe that whether it's Bianca or Rhea Ripley who comes out of TakeOver the champion, the other one ain't getting a rematch at TakeOver. It just doesn't, it typically doesn't work like that. Um, uh, whoever comes out of Portland. Exactly. Is that, oh yeah, she did. She won that battle run, so she's number one. Mm-hmm. So whoever comes out of Portland, or whoever comes out the loser at Portland, you're saying ain't getting that shot at. Yeah, typically, yeah, NXT typically doesn't function like that. Right, um, right. It's been a bit different recently, but typically that's the case. So you think of three challengers. You got a Shayna. You have a Charlotte, who's definitely facing one of these three champions. Um, and so I think maybe Shayna and Naomi are figured in that some kind of way. And I think that if you put Naomi against Bailey, um, I think you're going to get a very good babyface reaction, like, and a very good heel reaction. Like that's probably the matchup that's going to give you the biggest. Uh, you know, the, the biggest gap between the two reactions that you want, like you like it. I'm trying to think what would be the the hook for Bailey Naomi, but if you're the third, if you're the third, and I guess maybe that would be if it's like Shayna Bailey, or Shayna Becky, Rhea Charlotte, sorry, but Bailey and Naomi is the is the third of those three exactly. matches. The third one, yeah. it, it doesn't need to be like you don't have to have anything deeper than Naomi's number one contender. She want to win the title, and Bailey's a not nose heel that uh, you know whatever. It, you know, it doesn't need to be like all personal or whatever. Especially if you have one that's really personal and Shane and Becky, one that's like super at the athletes match like the I'm the best and blah 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 kind of thing and that would be I guess that's Becky and Shane too to different uh, differing degrees. Um yeah so so anything come else coming out of the rumble raw fallout that's uh you've got uh well not the rumble fallout but Worlds Collide Fallout, you got a new Cruiserweight champion. That was a, yeah. you know, as far as um, four-way, like, Cruiserweight spot matches go kind of thing, that was, like, really, really, really good. I really yeah. like that finisher. I, mean, I, I really like the Peanut, finish of the match having yeah. the Devon go over. Peanut, who hasn't been, you know, to a live wrestling match in, in 10, 15 years, <laughs> mm-hmm. taken away, like, just blown away by that match. Um, the the cruiserweight four way just so much athleticism. Um, you know those guys are so innovative. You know I think the only I think the only ho- like thing holding Devlin back is that you should never have him on the same card as Balor, even if they're wrestling <laughs> because you know he's literally like patterned after Finn Balor. His hair is Finn Balor. His beard is Finn Balor. Even looks so similar. Like if you like, we're like, hey, who's I guess Finn's just more bulky, more muscular, and more, has more mass to him. But, like, they, they're shaped the same. It's like, okay. Yeah. And it's like, typically, you don't, um, you know, 
Triple H didn't look like Killer Kowalski. You know what I mean? Like, Becky's sure don't look like Finn Balor. Um, so typically you don't, like, look like who trained you. Like, you do things like, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan doesn't look like William Regal or Shawn Michaels. Like, you typically do things to deviate from your mentor, and it seems like he's doing things to look as much like Finn as he can. The only thing is, Finn's still in his prime, physically. And so it looks like... It looks like you're trying to be that guy. But aside from that, Devlin's so good. And, um, you know, Swerve being – and I'm not saying Angel Garza is not good. I think Travis Banks is good because they are. But Swerve being, like, his height and moving around the way he does, it just looks so good. That, that was just a good match all around. Um, you yeah, know, Travis, I, I, Travis Banks is, is, is okay. It's just one of those things where he's – he doesn't do – at least as well, <clears throat> the things that Swerve uh, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 the uh, and Devlin can do, and again the same with Garza. It's just it, and it, and then you should say, well, there's that's balance in that match. You have two guys that are kind of ground based and two guys that are, that can certainly uh, you know fly around and do some uh, do some overly athletic uh, moves and maneuvers, but. A lot of times it doesn't uh, work for me in that in that setting. Like if you have a one-on-one match, a ground guy and a flippy guy, that works. That's always going to work. But in a in a in a match where it's four, I don't know. It's it's just my personal thing. I'm not a big fan of Angel Garza. I'm, I'm not a big fan of Travis Banks. Uh, I put them in the Tegan Knox category, where it, especially Travis Banks. Travis Banks and Tegan Knox are similar. They wrestle bigger than they are. Mm. Right? Like Tegan Knox, first off, who the fuck is she to be doing choke slams? And why are y'all selling, going up for a choke slam from somebody? <laughs> like, stop it. There's the psychology behind that. But they wrestle just to some, just how they move and how they just are, are built. And they wrestle like they're, they wrestle like they're bigger. Like they should, like if Tegan Knox wasn't five six, one hundred and thirty five pounds, and five ten, one hundred and ninety, she'd be perfect for how she wrestles. Same with Travis Banks, for fifteen percent more size, twenty percent, and that's just been the one of the, especially with men in in forever. Like, oh, if this guy's six six inches taller, fifty pounds. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be. I thought it was guy. weird when Scott Hall was doing a choke slam. And, and, he's, and he's six six and you know two sixty five and he's so he, he was a round guy. He was six eight. You know, like this wasn't like old Scott Hall. This is six eight Scott Hall. I thought it was weird that he was doing a choke slam. Wait, he's because wrong. only the giant, like only the giant, was supposed to be doing choke slams, and maybe Kevin right. Nash. Back then. So yeah, so I feel you. Yeah, but um, okay, so you know the um the main event. Well, I just want to say, you know, Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm, they've done it so much, it's always going to look pretty good. So that one was good. Um, DIY Mustache Mountain, of course, that was good. Um, but, you know, the main event, the eight-man match, man, I – you know, Alexander Wolf, first of all, um, you know, probably has a concussion early. They got him out of there quick. He's fine now, so that's good to hear. Um, you know, Eichner is just – Man, you can't control it, 
but he doesn't look like anything. You know what I mean? Like, he's bald, he has no facial hair, and, like, you're just like, man, if you had, like, a cut or you had a beard or something, like, you would just, whether you can talk or not, it would give you enough of an edge. But, man, I, he can do all the moves. Like, I don't think most people can do uh, a catch-delayed brain buster because you're not supposed to be able to do that. Most people can't do Isn't a double springboard moonsault. Yeah, the springboard. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna ask. Yeah, you, so like, I think there's a lot of people who can do one or the other. Ain't but four people who can do both of those things. You know, like he can just do it all, and it's just like your look is just so vanilla. It it sucks because I think that's that might be what holds you back from being all you can be. But you know, Roddy Strong went in there and did exactly what he's gonna do every time that bell rings, which is make sure. That he never goes back. Um, you know, O'Reilly's good always. Fish was good. Adam Cole is is super good. And then just Walter went in there and was every bit the powerhouse he's supposed to be. You know, um, I really liked that main event. I thought the crowd helped it out a lot, especially when it breaks down a little bit. You go from four on four to four on three. Um, I thought it was just really well done. Uh, the main event to that show. Now, how was uh, what was Isaiah's reaction throughout the, you know, throughout the rest of the show, not just the four-way? Really, the four-way did it for him. Everything else was kind of. So he he's the okay. So yeah, I mean that makes sense because of his peripheral kind of fandom. Uh, That that stuff that is a hundred miles an hour, uh, uh, most eye-popping, the most kind of. Athletically, you know, that kind of would would be what he most into. So, yeah, I guess that, that makes sense. <clears throat> All right, let's uh, let's talk to some people. Uh, anything else uh, from the weekend or or from Rome? I just, I just you got out in there after after the Rumble. You weren't in San Antonio, were you? Uh, no, I didn't go to Raw. Um, yeah, just a, a quick. Like personal story, I'll make it as fast as I can. So, um, our tickets were at will call. We got in the wrong line, um, and so we waited in line for basically 45 minutes for nothing. We get into Uh, the other line where you actually get the tickets, and there's a lady in front of me, and I look at her shirt. And I said, "Excuse me, ma'am, are you Keith Lee's mom?" And she's like, (laughs) "Yeah." And I'm like, "Oh." She's like, "Yeah, I'm his stepmom," and she's like, "And that's his dad and his brother." And so we stood there and talked for 45 minutes, and it was the coolest thing ever. Tell, tell me about his brother. <laughs> okay, what, so his, his stepmom, you know, of no relation, is six inches shorter than me, uh, real bright complexion, you know, like a stepmom. They don't have anything in common, right? His sure. dad is, you know, a smooth 6'4". Um, and, you know, Keith Lee has one of those looks where Keith Lee could be 25 or he could be 45. Um, so, like, in theory, if you saw him and his dad standing next to each other, you would think they were brothers. Um, but his dad, you know, tall guy, um, not, uh, not like, big like Keith Lee, but, you know, big like a guy who's six foot four would be, if that makes sense, sure. right? His brother is 6'6", six, six, um, you know, 6'6", six, six, very light complexion. So I assume uh, – give me one second. Give me one second. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think I know where he's going with that. Assume that that's, uh, you know, that's her 
son biologically in, in terms of stepson. Uh, so, but but the dad genes, they the, the, even though she's shorter than Cam, and six inches shorter than Cam, Cam's about what, five eight, five nine, whatever. So she's a sh- relatively short woman at five two, five three. But <laughs> yes, they got the, the thirteen. I think it's thirteen. Thirteen year old barrel chested six six year uh, six six uh, kid with them. So yeah, so Pete Lee's dad. Uh, okay, so I'm back. So yeah, so his yeah. mom is a tiny lady. His dad's yeah, perfect. Perfect. and perfect. yeah, and his 13 year old brother is six foot six, and not yeah. like, you know, not like Taco Fall skinny, but like you know, regular size kid. But he's six foot six. Um, and I'm talking to his dad, and he's like, yeah, my brother's 6'10". So I was like, oh, okay. Like, everybody's going to be a giant in one way or another. That line, yeah, no matter if he's got a tiny, tiny mom. Yeah, it's it's in there. So, yeah, and they were the sweetest family. And, and the best part about the story, and I think this tells you a lot about him, because I think he's the same way. Like, he's he keeps texting Keith, and Keith's texting, like, you guys inside, you guys inside. And his mom looks at me, and she's like, well... This is like the first time we've ever been to a building this big for him because he's never wrestled in a building this big or at a show this oh, big. Yeah. We just assumed mm-hmm. we could show up half hour before the show started like we always <laughs> do and get in. <laughs> uh, and it was sweet. And, you know, I told them, like, yeah. who I work for and what I do. And so, like, I have some cool things that I'm working into, this thing I've been writing about him. So that was really cool. And they, they were totally good with that. They were just really, really nice people. And, you know, you, you like to think that the people you cheer for are good people. And I have every mm-hmm. reason to believe that even more about him. So that was really, really cool. They were super excited and proud and thrilled to be there. And it was just like for 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 all the for all the sinning I did that weekend, my God, um, it was nice to see some something good happen. It really was. That's good to hear. It's uh, I'm uh, yeah. It, it's it's like wait, you know, waiting in line for forty five minutes for nothing. At least, you know, what else would you have been doing if that was the right line? You would have gotten in the building and you'd have been fucking off and, you know, stolen yeah. a Houston Rockets basketball or something from some room exactly. that shouldn't have been there. Uh, body slamming white me. women in the, in the corridor. Wow. Uh, I mean, yeah, but yeah. Wow. We don't have to fight so lot. But instead, you know, serendipity, you got to, you know, you got to meet mm-hmm. the Keith family and, and, yeah. and chat with them for 40 minutes. That's that's cool. It was really cool. Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's talk to some folks. Let's. Um, oh, anything before we talk to people? Anything about uh, NXT or Dynamite from last week? No, not really. Um, you know, I mean, Keith Lee wins the North American title. You know, going into the Royal Rumble. Um, mm-hmm. And so, you know, his trajectory is high uh, going forward. You know, you wonder just how long is he going to be on NXT? I, I can't see it past WrestleMania, but we'll see. All right. Hit us up uh, on the Constellation lines. Give us a call, 347-202-0103. Uh, if you are currently in, uh, in line, 
press one if you'd like to uh, raise your hand and um, let us know you'd like to talk. Uh, so, all right, let's uh, let's start. Let's head up to Newark, New Jersey, and uh, open things up with Kylan. Uh, Kylan, what's going on, man? Not much, Travis. How are you and Cam doing? Doing well, doing well. Yeah, doing all right. Cam, good, good on you for for having the one of a kind experience that you had Sunday. Yeah, you just got to make sure you drink early and then take a nap while everybody else is still tailgating so that you're late. That's typically how it works. I'll write write that down. (laughs) So it's on your mind, Kyle. So, as, as you saw earlier... Travis, Ed signed a very nice new contract, uh, which, which apparently he, he had signed or almost signed right before Thanksgiving, but we, we, we of course thought it, it might have been just the rumor, but according to talk sport out in England, everything is all true. Uh, I I didn't I didn't add this in, but apparently a couple of days ago, Mike Johnson of PW Insider reported that Ed had talked to Tony Khan and AEW right before SummerSlam as a leverage move to try to get this kind of a deal, but never really wanted to sign it whatsoever. Ed, it's what you do. That's definitely what you do. You get their price back up. Oh, holy shit, Finn Balor and Tyler Bates. That's that's going to ha- that's going to be a thing. That's that's oh. tonight. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they were beefing at the no, end no, no, of no. Um, I've got World at the end Worlds Collide. Yeah, Finn Balor was wilding out. Like, why, why are you fighting people? <laughs> so, so my, wow, and, uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Blame the guy, but if you're WWE, I guess to them, it's like, you know, there's no salary cap in baseball, is there? No, of course not. It's like, just, well, we have the money. Why risk it? Because to them, if you're WWE, you're like, I'd be like, okay, go ahead, entertain. You know, what are you going to do? Actually go to AEW? Like, no, here's the offer we're going to offer you, and, you know, come back. But maybe they're like, you know what, let's not even entertain the idea. You know, like, not that he would do it. Like, let's not even, like, let's make it 
so very obvious. Again, it's just for status and for standing and showing who's who and, you know, what's what. Like, we're WWE, we can... But and what's better is remember like what's what's unique about Edge? Probably the most unique thing, and not unique, but separates him from most of the other people. I mean, we can count on one hand the guys we truly consider homegrown talents. Yeah, I was gonna say and the then, thing you about homegrown. Yeah. yeah, and then you you know you take a finger or two off when you think about homegrown talents that never left. You know, like right, and not that they were as big as him, but you know, Christian left. Um, Angle left. Um, you know, Nash left a couple of times. So, you know, there are a lot of guys who, you know, Ray Mysterio, well, Ray Mysterio was WCW before, but you get what I'm saying. Like, yeah, and um, Kevin Batista, Nash, it's him, Batista, John Cena, and Randy Orton are, okay. are the four that I think of. And Shawn Michaels, of course. Right. Undertaker. Uh, I'd put Undertaker in there, too. Uh, I, I would, too. Yeah. 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 Although he, you know, prepared himself <laughs> in 99 and 2000, like, eh, just in case. Let me do a different character so I'm not completely doing something new if if I do go to WCW. But that just seems like it was a lifetime ago. Uh, but yeah, I, I would, I would. My first instinct, if I'm WWE, is yeah, go give, here. Here's what we're offering you, and you know, take it or leave it. But they don't, they can afford that. They don't have to be dicks like that, and they could just give a guy that deserves it or is perceived to deserve, you know, a big, big giant contract for five matches a year. If, if I'm to believe Kylan's sources, that's always dubious. <laughs> uh, well, is that right, Kylan? Uh, five matches a year? 25 hey. Raws, Raw well, appearances and SmackDown? Believe it or not, he, he's technically all, only, requ- only required to do three. But he requested to do five. Okay. That's a lot of money for, you know, three to five matches. Um, But good on him. Absolutely. And that gives them incentive to make those matches, those three to five matches, mean something. So I don't think it was a coincidence, the names he ran off Monday in his promo, like maybe these are folks he wants to have programs with over the next three years. Oh, keep, keep yeah. in mind, it, this is not five, five matches over three years. It it's five matches. So five matches a, a year. Right, right, right. I got that part. Yeah, I, I thought that was cool. But yeah, five ma- three to five matches a year, 25 Raw and, Raw and or SmackDown uh, 
appearances to promote those three to five matches. That's a pretty sweet pay, but nine million bucks or whatever the hell he's getting.
there's two there's gonna be two games per week on sat on Saturday and Sunday. Carlos, do you plan on watching this? You go to watch what, what what was that, Cam? Do, do you plan on watching them? Uh, may, maybe maybe the the first two games just just to see. <laughs> so two thousand one all over again. <laughs> yeah. So and, okay. So here's the thing, and, like, and they are I, so Saturday on the eighth. There's a one Sorry, the original XFL. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's the first week. There's two games on Saturday. There's um, it's Saturday at one and Saturday at four. Uh, so it's I mean like okay, if you're out and about, they're probably gonna have the TV on ABC. They're probably gonna have the TV on Fox somewhere. So okay, and then. On Sundays, the games are at one and at four. Like, like Travis, like you know what I do on Sundays. So the games are probably going to be on where I am, but I can't imagine like being invested in them. I don't know who sits down and watches this after week one. Um, and yeah, there those seem to be the Saturday schedules. It's always going to be one and. One and four here, but then it's going to be. They start at two and three o'clock the rest of the season on Sunday. There's there is one noon game, but like yeah, I ooh, I don't know. I feel like you have noon games in football. Like I feel like that's a necessary thing, and they do not have them. Oh, okay. I'm looking at this uh, real quick to change. Hold, hold your thought, Kylan. So I'm watching this Alexander Wolf, uh, 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 how they getting them out of here. So I, I guess it came on the one guy kicked him, another guy chopped him, and then he went to, to <laughs> take the pinfall, and the ref just was like, I ain't counting the three. And Chuck and, and shoves fish off of him, gets on top, and makes, okay, they're going to replay now. Oh, he just got, he just kicked him dead in the jaw. Damn, Damn fish. <laughs> he was yeah. old. It's not great. Wow. And he's, oh, now fish is over there on the apron. Like, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened. He does look concerned, but he's kind of trying to explain himself to the rest of the undisputed era. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I know. You kicked him in the fucking chin. <laughs> Full on. Fuck me. Okay, back to uh, back to business. Uh, so yeah, anything else uh, for us, Kylan, before we uh, move on? My, my my question was, with the oh, new XFL launching oh. next Saturday, yeah, will Paul Heyman? Be given full control of Raw at least for the next three months from February 10th to 
Kylan, I, I don't see that happening. And thanks for the call. I do not see anybody, especially Paul Heyman, giving, being given full creative control in the middle of start, middle of whatever, WrestleMania season. It's just tough to uh, – that's tough to envision, man. Cam, you think there's there's any chance that, that, that Heyman's running things for three weeks? And I don't even mean from the negative, like, you know, oh, Heyman's – he fucks some shit up. Well, what if you have unusual ratings growth in that in that twelve week span or whatever? I mean, then what? I still think what? Heyman starts pulling in two twos, two threes regularly, yeah. and starts making that shit a thing all of a sudden. Even though I don't think that's how it would. I don't think it would get turned around. I feel like that means in turn XFL would have to be very successful though, because. Vince doesn't want to, you know, being a publicly traded company, if, let's say the XFL isn't doing great, but Vince put all his eggs over there in that basket, and that's where his time is, don't take but one or two votes to decide, hey, this guy's running it better and making us more money, and the last thing Vince wants is any controversy about who should be in charge. So, no, I think that Vince is going to break his back like he always does to have his foot so deep in both of them you attribute the success and failures to him. But he couldn't do that in 2001, or didn't. I don't want to say couldn't. He didn't do that in 2001. uh, People say he took his eye off the ball and things got creatively wonky, and that's when, you know, stuff started. There was an obvious decline and whatever, whatever. So if he couldn't or didn't do that at whatever, 56 years old, is he going to do that at 76 and work himself to the bone in these two completely separate realms? Granted, one, one he could probably do in his sleep as far as, you know, running WWE, uh, you know, but, you know, is he going to want to be on that grind and and, and sleep in, you know, four-hour nights and that kind of shit trying to do both? I just don't think he can not do it. I really don't think he can not do it. Um, it's one of those things. I'll, I'll believe it changes when it changes, but until it does, I have to believe it'll stay the same. Well, we won't know. I guess there could be reports, but we wouldn't know really one way, or one way or another, for real, for real. But it would just be a matter of – I just want to know, can his mind and body keep up with with uh, that kind of a schedule? You know, trying to be full time running a football league and a wrestling company. Again, stipulation: the wrestling company he could probably run into sleep, and he's been doing it for fifty years. I get all that, but yeah. So, you know, you don't want to fuck around, and you know, Vince McMahon has, has an aneurysm and is hospitalized. Now he ain't running either one. Yeah, and the stocks are fucking up because he tried to. Work himself into a fucking, you know, like a madman. I mean, there are, like, I'm thinking about it, Travis. There are now going to be way more prolific Sunday afternoon basketball games, um, you know, to replace the midday football games. So maybe they couldn't schedule the games because of that. Maybe they pushed them back because of that. I hate those times, though, man. 
two o'clock Sunday games. Mm-hmm. But that's like normal football schedule. I don't understand. No, normal football schedules noon on Sunday. Here is noon on Sundays and uh, one in, noon and four, noon and three. Noon, yeah, noon and three thirty. Noon, noon and three thirty. Yeah. Yeah, but these are two and five. Right in the middle of that. I don't understand why that's. Because if you're not, if you, no, because people gear their Sundays around watching the opening kickoff of football. Is what I'm saying. At noon, so you know, get out of church, you go watch football. I don't think that idle time is going to be people finding two hours of chores to do before the XFL kicks off. I think maintaining that same <laughs> schedule would have helped with routine, with a thing they've never seen. Yeah, no noon game. Mm, I don't know. There's one. But it's actually an 11 a.m. kickoff, the first weekend of April. Um, is that Easter weekend? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Yeah. I don't like it. Right. Okay. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people will. Uh, all right. Let's uh, – you know what? Do we have any non-VIPs? All right, I'm not I'm not sure. So just in case this is a non-VIP, just heads up, unless you're just super, super regular, um, put what uh, segment of the uh, show you want your email read in. Uh, but this is Jason from uh, Orlando. He says, uh, email is Orlando. So let's see. What up, East Coast cast? I haven't watched the WWE event since last year's SummerSlam, and I've just been all in on AEW. But I decided to watch because this is the most interesting part of the year for WWE. I thought the two Rumble matches were good. I was entertained throughout both of them, and I felt like whatever, and I felt like whatever with Charlotte being the winner, but very happy to see Drew a made man with his win after his long journey back getting back to WWE. Uh, do you think Drew has all the tools to be the chosen one for WWE? Answer that question. Absolutely. Yes. Um, yeah. I, think, I think he had them all when they called him the chosen one. Um, I think, like, if you look at his performance in that Elimination Chamber match before they fired him, like, he was killing. Um, but I think that, you know, when you can come back you know, 30, 40 pounds heavier with a beard and body hair in your same move set, I think that moves who it needs to move. Um, but, yeah, I think that his gimmick, Well, in uh, 10 years of maturity, I think that's probably the most important. Yeah, sure, pretty. sure. But I think the biggest thing with him is, um, and, and, and this is me agreeing with you, um, he came back with conviction. You know, like, I believe the things that he's saying. I believe that he sees value in the things that he says. You know, like, I, I was telling Travis, like, he's counting down the Claymore now. Whether that's corny well, or not, clearly working. You know what I mean? Like, And it is corny. <laughs> like, there's not, yeah. you know, front. That shit's whack as fuck. Yeah, it's but. working. He, um, he just has a, such a good look. And, you know, one thing that you can't teach the way he was looking at Brock Lesnar when Brock Lesnar was outside of the ring, you can't teach that. There's not a there's not a way to tell somebody to look at a guy like I just sunned you. 
You either have that or you don't. And they keep coming back to it, like, for the next exactly. four minutes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do a move. Like, it, it's right back. I, I, ain't done, I ain't done looking at you, motherfucker. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, the real he, emotion he of winning, like, he, um, I, I do think he has everything that you look for. And really, like, you know, the thing that we say gets counted against people a lot of times, having a foreign accent, um, you know, I think that he's going to beat that. I think he has beat that already. Um, and, you know, the thing with Seamus, even though I think Seamus is crazy charismatic, one thing that helped with Seamus was connections and having such a unique look. But I don't think they ever treated Seamus like the guy. You know, I think he was heel WWE champion. I think that and being the guy are different things. Um, and I, yeah, I think Drew has all the things that he needs to be considered that, and I think he's handling it well so far. Or, uh, Jason continues, uh, also, say what you want about the booking of the women's division at times, but after watching AEW these few months and, and tuning into the women's rumble, I have to applaud WWE for creating so many characters. Most of them may not be the most complex characters, but I could at least differentiate who's who. For, for sure. They don't have that interchangeable you know, fitness model Barbie look that they had for, you know, so long between, you know, uh, 04 and 2012, let's say. Um, I, 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 I would think after watching AEW, all, you know, just pretty much exclusively, and you would watch what WWE is doing with their women's division, it would be more than, oh, I have to applaud WWE. Like, I, it would almost be like, to me, walking into fucking odds, you know, like you go from black and white to, oh, my God, look at all these competent, diverse, multi-talented women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and in AEW, you know, you've got Cheetah, I guess, is probably the best overall uh, from what I've seen, because Britt Baker's the most marketable, but she's trash in the ring and not very good in promos. At least a live one. Um, you know, Riho is just physically uh, limited uh, as far as, like, visually, at least. She can mm-hmm. do stuff. And, uh, you know, Chris Statlander, she's just too new and too green to, to, to be moving the needle in any way. But, yeah, and then you look at and – then, and then you have three brands worth of women to, to choose from. You got your old, you, I don't say old standards, but you got your standards. You know the four horse women. You know Charlotte, Becky, and and then that crew, and then everybody that can, and Natty. I guess I, I, I would say more of a or, uh, and Beth Phoenix at, occasionally. But then you look at that 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 next layer. It's just, I mean, y'all know what I'm talking. Y'all watch it every week. <laughs> y'all see it. Y'all see it. It's just some of the most. Uh, it's like, how did we get here? I mean, and it's um, it's you gotta give WWE credit because they put their money where their mouth is. They they actually set out to do something, and this is probably more for more to Triple H uh, doing it in NXT so well. WWE felt, you know, main roster shit like, come on. <laughs> Let's do some shit that up here and, and not have them kicking our ass week after week. Think of where we were in 2016, right? Like, 
you know, by that time we had seen two, three years worth of Charlotte, Bailey, Sasha, all that. And it wasn't a ton of fresh stuff, but down in NXT, it was undefeated Oscar and Ember Moon, even to a certain extent. And, the first May Young Classic in 2017. It was so much shit happening in, in the NXT and in the developmental women's level that I think uh, WWE, was the main roster, decided to get their shit together. And, and they did real quick and in good fashion. Like, not like, they just did it. They just, they just pushed the women and they didn't... Uh, you know, I guess they did their big deal, made a big deal out of certain stuff, and you market it. But they just, you know, had the matches, put them in main events, and you know, then the crowd, then the audience bought it and bought in. But all right, thanks for the uh, for the email, uh, Jason. Appreciate you as always. Let's uh, head back to the phone lines three four seven two zero two zero one zero three. That's how you get in touch. Let's. Uh, Go to Brooklyn and talk to Mike. Mike, what's going on? What up? What's going on, fellas? What's up, fellas? Um, that is pretty much, you know, my prediction was was on point. You know what I'm saying? And I think I thoroughly, um, you know, also um, threw out that Reigns and Drew was going to be the last two men mm-hmm. because you know those oh, okay. those are. Those is McMahon's 1A now and, you know what I mean, 1B. And I guess, you know, in his mind, he wanted to see probably how they look on the big stage, you know, together. Judge the reaction. Down see what, uh, you know, yeah. uh, Steve, but I, I thought they, I, I thought, I, I thought they had a perfect opportunity when Reigns and who was the, was it Ray, Roman and Seth? Roman and some, no, 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 Seth got I don't know. It was Roman and somebody fighting on the apron for the longest time. And he had a perfect opportunity for Drew McIntyre, who was inside the ring, like, you know, trying to get his shit together. I, I think it was Roman and Edge. I think it was Roman and Edge. Roman and Edge. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And he could have had a double claymore yeah. in, the, in the match <laughs> right there. But yeah. they had the one get eliminated and yeah. I mean, the only thing I did predict was the number he was coming out, and I also say he did. I mean, we all agreed upon it too. I also say he was going to be the guy that eliminated Brock to set up the Mania main event. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, like I said, and once I got home from work, you know, my boys, my sons, they were already locked in, so I ended up watching the, you know. You know, replay or whatever after they went to. I, and I must say, this is like this is one of the best, you know, rumbles in the wild because there's a lot of shit you didn't see coming. You know what I mean? So, it was I mean, very different. The pacing was so different. You know, right, two people basically right. dominating the whole thing at different intervals. I don't think we've seen that before. Um, does does right. Brock now have the record for most eliminations in a match? He's a tie. He's so, Somebody said yeah, he 14 earlier, and I was like, well, I thought the record was 13, and that was Braun, and he tied Braun. But, so it's either 13, either tied it or beat it by one, so 13 or 14. Yeah. 
And when he first got in, I thought fucking uh, what's the name must have pretty much annoyed him because he was pounding on that guy's fucking head so crazy, Elias. He just took him down to start. Yeah, I, I I got the vibe too that he did not fuck with Elias. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Braun and Brock are tied. I don't know if we count Braun's because it was at the Greatest Royal Rumble, but fuck uh, no, fuck no, yeah, we Brock, don't. Brock, yeah, we don't right. that. When they said uh, that, when they said that, because Cole was like, Braun's got the record for most eliminations at the Greatest Royal Rumble. I was like, in the moment, I was like, oh bullshit. Okay. Yeah, Roman had twelve. Like, how Brock had thirteen. Yeah, how are we even fucking counting the greatest Royal Rumble? And it and it's got the nerve to be the next month's next month's uh fucking. I would have settled for fast lane over that bullshit. I mean, I just hope they don't waste. You know, oh my God. I hope. I hope how did Ike just catch him for that suplex? Holy shit! Yeah, yeah. I you just know, hope they fucking not. Where, where where the guy gets like. Tossed off the top rope into the suplex position, but it was off, and Eichner was strong enough not to let the guy fall. And, and, and I'm telling you, like up. he does that. If he had, he just needs something else, man. I don't know. Like you can't be that and bald with no facial hair. Something has to change. Like who's that? Who, That's um, Baby and Eichner. Baby Eichner. For real, Mike. Who can do a double springboard moonsault and a catching brain buster? I don't know. Like I'm sure Cesaro can. That might be my limit. Yeah. Maybe Ricochet, depending on who the guy is. But yeah. that just ain't something people can do. Uh, yeah. Damn, like that. he's just fucking plain faced and bald. Ugh. Right. Shame. But that match was fucking fire, though. Uh, it was. It uh, really was. That match was fire. Walter is a fucking beast. Like he's a monster. He's my a monster. god. Like. My God, Walter, and I like the young kid too. Uh, he's gonna be all right. Uh, what's his, what's the kid name down with him? Um, uh, Marcel German. something. Marcel Bar- yeah. yeah, he's gonna be good. And I, I didn't know he was like a second generation kid. He's good. He got that. He, he got that. Uh, yeah, he got that UWF Ted DiBiase kind of frame. Like you know, he's gonna be good though. He's gonna be good. But yeah. At first, I wasn't too keen on the idea of Charlotte, you know, uh, winning the Rumble. But then when I, you know, read the, you know, read Observer and I see, you know, where they're going with it, I was like, oh, okay, now I can't. Now yeah, I can't. Are we get Ripley it. shit? You want to see that? I mean, not you want to see that as a Hell yeah. That, Why but... not? Hell yeah. Uh, Trav, I want to see that. Rhea Ripley, to me, deserved to be on main. Then tell like, Charlotte to go like, fucking huh? take over and, and challenge, go to NXT and challenge Rhea Ripley on NXT. Nah, and be on that card and make that card bigger instead of trying to stick a fucking Roman NXT match on, on WrestleMania. I believe they're going to put more than one NXT match on Mania. That's why that, I think that was the purpose of them uh, having takeover in February as opposed to having it the day before Mania. Like I, I feel like that. Huh? It's both. They're still having a Tampa takeover. Oh shit. Well, um, I was. I mean, shit. If AJ's healthy, I, why would why not do undisputed arrow versus OC? You know what I mean? And add a you know fin to that to get him on mania. But 
again, we don't need, you know, the Mania Marathon where you try to fit 60 motherfuckers right. on the card. I right. mean, what, I mean, what a, who I hope Edge hasn't expired, and that's Terry, that's Terry Belaya. Sit your own ass down and stay where you at. I do. We do not need you at Mania at all. What, what, what Tony talking about? Well, you know, he's supposed to have had another back surgery and lobbying to get his, you know, his geriatric oh, ass yeah. in a match at Mania. Man, get out of here. Yeah, get no, out of here, please. Please. I also <laughs> had a thought, fellas, and I want I to try to, uh, I want to try opinions on that. Um, I mean, I already feel it already, you know, Mania season is good, you know, with the Edge and Randy. Old shit that made me old. Mania season is here, you know, on the, <laughs> on the raw part, um, and with them already officially announcing Drew and Brock. What y'all feel about like maybe you know just to add a little bit more sizzle or whatever a pop on that, you know, like <clears throat> official or somebody coming out saying to keep these guys apart because after the, the F five, I don't want to see them touch until Mania. Mm-hmm. And to keep these guys apart, we gonna put an enforcer, you know what I mean, around in this so you know these guys stay off each other and stay apart. And that enforcer also will be the special, you know, referee for that night. What you think about uh, Stone Cold, you know, getting that gig? I I wouldn't mind a special referee in that match. Um, I don't think that could hurt it. I think that Brock. Being on the type of schedule he's on, it's kind of built in that he won't be around a whole lot. I think he can do that without having a third party there all the time. But I do like the idea of like a special, special referee. Uh, I'd be good with Austin in that role. Um, I mean, if he could move like that, but Undertaker should be the special guy. But, um, yeah, I like Austin in that role. Yeah, I, I think it would mean not only – you know, a little bit more just to have, you know, that moment of Austin raise, you know, if Drew wins, Austin raising his hand and, like, you know, congratulatory passing him to bed, you know, man through basically, like, you know what I mean? Not saying that Austin had the torch because it was Cena, you know, but, like, you know, you know, giving them proverbial rub, like passing them, to, like, this is the guy, man. Like, this is the guy. And what's the name already tweeted out? Uh, Rock. Rock already um, saluted him. You know, like, it's time. It's go time for this dude. Like, better late than never. Like, this guy was 21 when he got chosen, you know what I mean, to be the chosen one. Yeah. He got dropped from the company, went up, went around the world, tore it up. I watched him from Evolve to fucking Defy to fucking TNA, you know what I mean? Came back season, ready. And it organically happened. I Admittedly, that 3-2-1 countdown, that shit is corny, but it's, but, I mean, well, all you got to do is he don't have to do it. If he just holds his hands yeah. up, his fingers up, and count down, it's to him shouting, three, two, one. <laughs> let the crowd do it. Just hold your hand up, three, and, two, one. Especially now, they, they know that it's coming. Just let them yeah. And what's reminiscent to me of the 98 Austin run when he first got the title from Sean, like if you go back to some of the roles before that, they had him beating on Billy Guns and the, you know what I mean, and this one and that one of the world, you know what I mean, here and there matches, you know, just to, to show them, like, you know, show them in monster mode. You know what I'm saying? So 
And then you got, um, I mean, I hope everything okay with Joe, but, like, that card looks like it's going to shape up to be some shit, man. It looks like well, it's going to be Joe. a good card, man. Um, Joe might be concussed when he did the suicide dive Monday. That's why yeah. they took him out of the back. You got to might be he's okay, man. It, it's one thing after another yeah. for Joe. I really hope he fell on his head. Yeah, he fell kinda on his head. Kind of went short on a um on that dive. He and what's weird about it, like he he does the dive. It looked like I've never seen it really like that, Mike. He fell straight down after contact. It was so strange. Right. Uh, yeah, but I hope he's okay. he still, Yeah, they said he still wanted to go after that. Yeah, right. they had to begrudgingly yeah, he, get him to the back. Yeah. yeah, but they told him no. Like, and I think, you know, they did him a, you know, a service. And then, you know, with AJ with the separated shoulder, I mean, I hope that don't. As soon as that happened, I was like, why did he sell that so hard? Mm-hmm. I think that's what people were saying, oh, Edge did. I'm like, Edge speared him. AJ is the one that's got all the control of how he sells that. Edge doesn't, if anything, Edge has the reputation of having a weak ass spear because he has a weak ass spear. But I don't know if maybe AJ thinking, I got to make this look better. But he just uh, over rotates the hell out of his body and <coughs> yeah, high and tight all on one shoulder. And I was like, ugh. And then he grabbed that. And I was like, oh, yeah, I bet, I bet that hurt. Yeah. And also, fellas, I got a chance to look at the, uh, the uh, NWA Hard Times pay-per-view. As well, I mean, they had it up on YouTube. They might have pulled it by. I mean, some they might have got it pulled by now, because somebody, you know, had it illegally up. So I had got a chance to look at that as well, and that wasn't too bad either. And the kid, I mean, that kid, uh, there's there's two guys on there that's gonna be that Zicky Dice guy that I was telling y'all about, and also the guy that won the TV title, um, Ricky Starks. Those yeah. two kids, they. Ricky Starks, they it, it's something with those guys. They got something. I give them, you know, about another year or two before, you know, the big, you know, the big two start knocking their door down. AEW mm-hmm. or WWE, you know, what I mean, I could see Ricky Starks in NXT though, like flourishing in NXT. I could definitely see him. He could talk. He could like he could rest. Like he's good. He I feel look, like Mike. Like, the only good. thing with him. The only thing with him, they are, like, it, it's weird to say it about a guy who has a natural charisma, but they're going to have to reel in his promos a little bit. Just a, yeah, a bit. Like, he can wander a little bit, and not wander like he doesn't know what he's saying, but they can just get a little bit out there. Like, if, if yeah. it would be a good problem for Ricochet who could never do that. Right. You know what I mean? But right. they just got to tweak that a little bit because his charisma's there. Like, he's a guy who I would want them to give a character. And I think he would kill Absolutely. what they gave him because it would have, like, a direction. Absolutely. But, no, that kid has great charisma, great look, moves great. Um, but, yeah, but I agree. Um, he, he's he got yeah. real star power. They're just really going to have right. to find something definite for him to do. Right, and you could tell he was a big rock man because his whole cadence and all that shit, you can tell he was a big fan of rock. And with Zicky Dice, I feel like Zicky Dice more belongs like on the AEW side of things. Like To me, he would fit in and complement the fucking inner circle well as a, a lackey to Jericho. 
because he is a throwback to uh, another time. And his fucking finishing maneuver is the shake, rattle, and I think he calling it the shake, rattle, and roll or some shit like that. But he uses the ravishing Rick Rude neck breaker. This dude comes out with the fanny pack, the feather in his ear. He got the, the, the 1980s mullet, gold mullet. Like, he looked like... <laughs> He looked like any, like I said, and I keep saying this, he looked like any Mike Davis and fucking uh, Billy Joe Travis you could, you could name from, you know what I mean? He looked just like those guys. And, um, I mean, as, as far as uh, AW, it seemed like, you know, week by week they getting cohesive. They just, like, to me, they just got to add more women. I mean, more you know, competent women and stop putting these yeah. green I mean, women out on TV. I mean, since Nyla Rose came back from, you know, her tour of Japan, she's gotten better. Like you said, um, the uh, Ninja Girl, I, she's probably about the best one out of the group. You know what I'm saying? And Who's the I mean, Ninja I like the girl? story. That's, I mean, uh, what's the the girl that comes out with the uh, with the uh, what's uh, no. What's this girl's name? Uh, Batlander? She's not a crush. No, no, no. The, other, uh, the Asian girl. Not Riho, the other girl. Sheeta. Yeah, because Sheeta. She, she's pretty good. She's pretty good. She's damn pretty damn good. And also, I like the um, slow build for the um, Hangman and Kenny Omega. Hopefully, you know, this. So what? Hangman's going to turn on him? Yeah, they got the tag. They they won the tag belts last week from um right, but you know on the boat. Yeah, yeah, I get that. So yeah, for the anticipation is what for for Hangman to turn. Yeah, Hangman. Yeah, slow build is a slow build to hang. If you didn't see the interview, the interview they did with Tony Schiavone, where everybody kept cutting Hangman off, and Hangman did a slight to um. To the young bucks, he told him, "Well, geez, guys, I, I, who would have thought me and Kenny was going to win the tag titles before you guys did?" You know wow. what I'm saying? Because they came and cut them off. They came and cut them off. Kenny cut them off. Uh, Tony Schiavone cut them off. Like Tony Schiavone, like really swung it. So I could see them um, dropping the belts to the young bucks and then going on a few. They probably had a match at the the next, uh, probably in Vegas at the next pay per view after this one. And in your opinion, do you think it's too early for Mox to, to, to win the title, or you think they could flip the title from Mox to, or Lee Jericho with the title? So when was when was their first show in 2019? Their first pay per view. Um, it's going to be next month, February. The no, no, no. I mean their first one in 2019. I'm sorry. Their first uh, one of 2019. It was uh, on double double with uh, Vegas. Yeah. They had yeah, double and nothing. They had all out. They had uh, full gear. So double and nothing was was May. May. So, I mean, February. That's nine months, man. I, I would, you know, you had the same champion for nine months. Your first nine months of existence. I think it's time. I think it's time. Yeah, he wanted that all out. He wanted that all out. It's uh, September. Yeah, I wanted. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're sorry. I'm sorry. He won the uh, the title shot at Double or Nothing. I apologize. Um, yeah, he beat Kenny. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think there's any <clears throat> any reason to uh, 
right to take it off of him right now. Take it off Jericho, and I don't think there's any any uh, like who's who's just just can't wait for a Moxley title run, and I'm a Moxley fan. Well, they turned me right. not so much into a Moxley fan. I mean, right now, if, if, if anybody's going to take the title off of him, I think it's I'm and I'm not saying right. Immediately now, but I'm saying from a storyline perspective and popularity, I think it should be Cody. You know, because yeah, I mean Cody is stipulation most popular. Going to have to be a while. It's going to he's going to have to wait. <laughs> right. Which is fine. I don't think can't take the title off of off of Jericho in the meantime. Right. Uh, so yeah. So if Jericho doesn't. Got... Win, uh, so if Moxley wins the title or Jericho doesn't drop the title, whichever comes first, until. I, you know, I, I would, uh, yeah, I, no time soon. Like, there's no, they don't have anybody that's built up enough that's a big enough star. Uh, Chris Jericho is still their best bet. Uh, Moxley's right. been, I don't know. I, I, people would say, well, he's tough if he could take a spike to the eyeball and then the next week he's wrestling. Right. I say that's fucking stupid. Right. And, and yeah. Terrible creative. And I don't think all that kind of yeah. stuff. But, and it just makes me go, and I don't think Omega's in that place yet. I mean, he'll get there. They can get him there because I've seen the Young Bucks interview, and they was like, you know, just have, you know, just have patience. Like, just have patience, everyone. Like, we just, we're not gonna give you everything. Twenty twenty to have patience with some shit. You gotta be kidding. Yeah, like we're not gonna give you everything. Not a thing that we that we patience is not a virtue. Now, now, now. Exactly. And you have to know that you have to understand that psychology. So when you don't do stuff now, 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 yeah. you have to give them good shit in the meantime and in between time. Right. You know, because you, because right. you know the psychology of impatient fans and all fan base. And my thing is you can't you can't use, you know, ghetto's booking philosophy in, you know, the US. You know what I mean? Because from what I understand and what I hear, ghetto books shit out and see shit two years in advance. Like, Naito being the double champion was something that he had booked out from Naito losing Wrestle Kingdom last year or the year, but whatever, he lost it to Okada. But it's two different ball games, you know? You can't, like, U.S. TV is quick, like you said, fast, fast, quick, which is, you know, why I keep stressing and emphasizing, and I say week after week till we see another one, they need a they need a secondary title and they need it fast. They need something, you know what I mean, to give these other guys like prime time example. Look at um look at the character development of Sammy Guevara. Like if you haven't listened to his interview with uh Melson and him on that boat, like this guy is so fucking. Oh my god! Like saying he's another one that's gonna be a big star. Like I guarantee you that. Uh, Hunter and Vincent is, is going to try to strike a deal with him once they find out when his, you know, his contract and shit come due. You know what I'm saying? You know he parodied, he parodied uh, DX on Sunday because you know he's from Oh, yeah, he a little tank. Yeah. yeah. He was in that little mini yeah. tank. He okay. rode outside the, the Coliseum. So it's like, yeah. oh, oh. Okay, they make taking little digs and slights at the, you know, throwing the, you know, their shit back up in their face. But I mean, overall, you know, I'm, 
don't know. Get, your, get, get your shit together. Like, make your shit pop. And I guess they are. They can say, well, we are. We're, you know, we got a million people, you know, almost a million people watching this pretty much every week. You know, our shit is yeah, our shit is solid, but, you know. Okay. And I never knew two last quick things in my mind. And I never knew that Jericho had wanted Jack Swagger to be his heavy back in 08 when he was, you know, doing this, cutting the serious promos with the suit. Oh, yeah, Jack Swagger was brand new to TV, though. They probably had their own. Yeah. No, this is the reason why Vince said no, because he had a lisp. Oh. Vince said no, so that's why they gave him, uh, what's the kid, Lance Cade, I think? Vince said no to Swagger because Swagger had a list. Thank God. All right. What's your what's your last thing, Mike? Last thing, fellas, and I wanna um and I listen, you know, um we see the raw and everything, you know, their side of the, you know, platform, you know, getting geared up for WrestleMania, which I think is looking like on the SmackDown front. And I you know, listen to y'all, that's all I got tonight, fellas. Thank I feel you. like it's got to be Roman and the Fiend. Um, I'll say Naomi Bailey if for no other reason than I don't think anybody else over there is hot right now. Um, probably a big tag team match. Uh, you know, you've got the Usos, you've got New Day. Um, yeah, I think it's Roman and the Fiend. Uh, I mean, that's about everything over there. I think. I don't Who know what Daniel Bryan does at um, I assume Daniel Bryan is not in a title match. Maybe you get Daniel Bryan Roman Reigns, uh, but I, I don't know what else Daniel Bryan might be doing. Bryan Shinsuke, maybe. I was confused as shit when Shinsuke came out for, for the Rumble, and I was like, "What title is he? What the hell belt is that?" And I forgot. I'm still not used to it either. Yeah, weird. So, um. Yeah, I, I think that's it. Um, yeah, I got nothing else. Uh, yeah, if you guys get a chance, um, and you go over to uh, Fan Sided site, uh, Daily DDT. Um, I just wrote an article about uh, the next person I think AEW should uh, sign. If you guys aren't familiar with AJ Gray, um, there's a bunch of information in the piece I wrote about him, as well as links to his matches. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, that's a, a quality read and some quality links in there. I think that he's one of these up-and-coming, you know, next-generation guys who could make it big. So, check that out when you get a chance. Close step. So, give that give the site out one more time because I wasn't. Yeah, it's uh, Fansided Daily DDT is the uh, kind of sub-site in Fansided, Daily DDT. Um, and, yeah, it should be on the, uh, the front page, one of the front five articles. Um, it's titled... Instead of AJ Gray is all elite, AJ Gray is y'all's elite. So, yeah, check that out. All right. So, uh, yeah, so that does it uh, for this week. Uh, thanks for calling and tweeting and emailing. Uh, Rich and I will be by uh, in, you know, just a click of a button if you're listening to this on podcast. Uh, Rich and I will have done an hour or so additional content. So, uh, VIP folks, the uh, access. Click over and uh, for free folks, so the ride ends for y'all right now. So until next week, that was Cam. I'm Trav. We out. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.